It is in our work and in the way we work that human impact on environment is often at its greatest and most destructive. Reevaluating the way we work, the places where we work, and how we get there are an important part of seeking to work and be more sustainable. You're listening to the Pointers and 10 podcast, your insights in tech, career, personal brand, and tips for nailing your next interview. I am your host, Lily Edina Mbuchi. We have been two seasons in, and here is season three. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where in the world you're listening to us. Today, I'll be speaking to Mark Michael. Michael is a connector at heart, and everyone who has encountered him knows this. He works as an ICT sustainability advocate, working within the digital policy, internet governance, and media development ecosystems. He focuses on um, access, capacity building, digital rights, infrastructure, and sustainability. And Michael is always available to be a mentor to any young person looking to start off a journey in sustainability. And I'm excited to talk to him today. So Michael, if you can hear me clearly, um, I, I've, I've learned from you from afar, I've learned from you on webinars, I've learned from you on mailing lists, and I'm happy that today we're able to amplify the conversation on ICC sustainability with the rest of my audience. So we are welcome to my podcast. Thank you so much, Lily, for that very kind introduction. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, as I've told you many times as well, uh, the, the learning process is a two-way street. I learn from you as well. And I really appreciate all of the good work that you're doing in Ghana, in West Africa, to, to raise awareness of these issues and, uh, and to help really highlight how environmental issues human rights issues and um, and really just uh, uh, inequality issues are all exactly. very intrinsically interconnected. Yeah, thank you so much. So I'm going to start with a question. Um, I know you're passionate about ICT sustainability and advocacy for um, inclusion, especially of young people and marginalized groups in the discussion. So I never knew for a very long time that um, until I started studying and researching, that there may be effect of our use of the of ICTs and tech tools on the environmental climate, should I say. So what are the possible effects of the connected world on the environment? What are they exactly? So the, the funny thing is, Lily, is that I didn't really think of it either. And mm. um, it was only about just over essentially a year after I entered the internet governance space that uh, I had been asking the question, I'm like, you know, I, I was looking about things that I can, I can do more work on that I can maybe do some write about. And I started thinking, is there a connection between the internet and climate change? Mm. And, it's, and, and of course that was the question that opened up this Alice in Wonderland-like rabbit hole, wow. which has taken me into all these different directions. But, on, but in really in retrospect, it, it should not have been that big of a question because let's start with the most basic thing, energy. Mm. Energy is required for anything, whether it's, it's digital, whether it's analog. I mean, for you to walk from your living, from, you know, in, from one place in your house or your apartment to another place, you need energy. Well, why, why is the internet any different? Because mm. every technology requires energy. Every, require, every uh, technology 
requires materials to, to build it. So, you know, we, it's not, it's not complicated, actually. It's really as, it, it's actually quite, um, uh, quite in your face. It's explicit. It's that, yes, in the footprint of technology, of the internet, it's, it's no different than really any others. We maybe we complexify it in a, we, rather we think about it in a different way. Exactly. The fact is, yeah, but the fact is, are you producing a product? Yes, that requires energy, that creates carbon um, emissions, that uses minerals that have oftentimes been mined um, and in many places mined in conflict zones mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and then it obviously produces waste and that waste is generally not recycled properly or not, not disposed of properly. So, so yes, so, so, so obviously whenever I first came into this, I wasn't really sure where those, inter- those connections were. But then again, in retrospect, it actually all makes sense that yes, um, the, the technology that we use, it has a significant footprint it requires exactly. energy, it requires materials, it requires human labor to, to, to produce those, to, to put it all together. And the fact is all of this together creates um, a very, um, uh, a very ra- rather dirty um, mm-hmm. footprint for exactly. internet and communications technologies. Exactly. So I think today is a day I've really had a simple, uh, like the simplest, uh, the simplest explanation to tell anyone. You know, when people <laughs> ask me, yes, when people ask me, I tend to start the whole story and how. But it's true. It's not any different from the things we've been using. If we have um, TVs, we have micro, uh, micro um, microwaves in our homes. There's, there's anything that uses energy is bound to produce something or or emit something. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it's it's basic physics. You know what exactly. I mean? Like this is something you learn in, in elementary school. Mm. That's, uh, or or you know what I mean? Isn't yeah. uh, it, it's simple science that every exactly. everything has an equal and opposite reaction. In this case, mm. if you if you're powering, if you're puts, if you plug up. Your, if just like you plug in your TV, mm. and that's the only way that your TV is going to work. Mm. Well, the same, you know, you're powering your, you're charging your phone and whatnot. And I'm not trying to say like that. That's not extensive. That's not. Uh, it does. It's not like charging your phone is destroying the earth. That's not yeah. what you doing <laughs> this. But whenever we multiply mm. the effect that that rather small effect mm-hmm. by billions of devices which exists now in the world. In addition to what is needed to produce those, what is needed to recycle those, that's where you run into your really just, you know, just incredibly big numbers um, in terms of emissions and in terms of electricity use and whatnot. So I always tell people, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Lily, I'm I'm sorry to go on. I just just want to, I just want to clarify this one point. I always tell people that, of course, there are things you can do about it, and we will get to that, Mm -hmm. but don't feel personally guilty or responsible. There's so much, I mean, something like 80% of the carbon emissions of of an ICT device come from production. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are things we can do, don't get me wrong, but Mm -hmm. personal responsibility only goes so far. Exactly. And I, I think so the conversation or our idea of looking or, comp- um, or making this complex has been probably due to the fact that we've been looking at the benefits of the, um, the tools and not really taking our time to see uh, that the bad side because everybody's really excited about what's coming up and all. And I like that you mentioned that 
our individual um, efforts can only go to a certain extent. There is more to be done. And that's why we need as more conversations around this. So people and every stakeholder group is able to know what they are, uh, what their role is supposed to be. So thank you for making that um, very comprehensive for us. And let's talk about what is happening to save the situation on the interna international front. Uh, are there any efforts to um, help curb the situation? And then we'll go into what we can do, especially for young people. You mentioned that, okay. that um, it can start with us, but then not so much. So what is happening and how can we amplify it? Well, you're coming to the right person because I don't, I don't just, I never just speak to the challenges and to the problems. I always, I always say, there's no point to talk about challenges if we don't talk about what we can do to fix it. You know, it's not yeah. just uh, um, like that kind of thing. So, so um, thankfully, thankfully in my own experience with ICT sustainability as I really struggled at first and I know you know this particularly, but for anybody yeah. in your audience, you know, I, I really struggled to get people to be interested in this topic not just very relatively recently, I struggled to get people interested in this in 2017. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, of course, I still ha I had people that that did understand the value and whatnot. But it was something that, you know, I really needed to, to convince people that this was a topic worth pursuing. Mm -hmm. And it's incredible how much progress we made in three years. Wow. But, um, in just three years, because, you know, I mean, this was really an, an it's still a relatively niche subject, but it was even more niche, even more esoteric as far back as 10 years ago, when really only a few people were talking about data center efficiency or, you know, uh, e-waste and whatnot. Whereas now, because of the Paris Agreement, um, because of the kind of 10 years between 2010 and, and, and 2019 or 2020, so 10 to 11 years, um, sustainability has really gotten on the agenda. People are starting to recognize for a, a, a variety of reasons, which I can discuss. Mm. People are realizing sustainability is something that affects every industry, it affects every sector, and it's something we need to address immediately. The climate crisis is getting worse. Um, at the same time, the cost of renewables, of renewable re, uh, renewable energy, has fallen dramatically. So it's actually, in most cases, more economic to actually use renewable energy than it is to rely on fossil fuels. Mm. Um, uh, you know, as in fossil fuel-based energy sources. And uh, on top of all of that, it's clear that um, the effects of our inability to recognize the importance of sustainability is impacting human lives. It's okay. impacting our cities, our countries, our planet, our ecosystems, wildlife, you name it. It's, it's yeah. you know, we know that climate change is a gradual and long-term process, mm -hmm. but we're already seeing the effects. We don't need to wait 20 years to see what's gonna happen. And in fact, the sooner we act, the sooner we change things, the sooner we can prevent the worst of those effects from happening. And if you, if you think that it's, it's already bad now, imagine what it would be like later. So it's really imperative that we, we change things as quickly as we can and as immediately as we can. Wow. Because uh, it's, it's so clear to so many policymakers around the world that this is something that is, 
costing them money in terms of disaster relief, you know, um, uh, all kinds of other things. I mean, uh, you think about how many um, typhoons and monsoons and whatnot cause all this damage. I mean, this is this is money, especially, and forgive me for only putting it in economic terms. This is money that could be used to to feed people, to educate uh, uh, women and girls, to be yeah. to um, you know provide for social uh, social security or social safety net systems. Mm -hmm. But instead, we're almost every year we're spending billions and billions of USD or euros around the world, just trying to recover um, from the events that have essentially been man-made. Mm. When in mm. reality, if we just focus on creating a more sustainable world where that is really focusing on um, human dignity and human rights, on uh, the welfare of the planet, and very much in line with the sustainable development agenda, the SDGs, the sustainable development goals, then it will produce, it, it will be better for everyone in every way possible. Exactly. There's no, except perhaps maybe the very few very rich people at the top who are mm -hmm. benefiting no matter what. But that's a, perhaps a separate story for a separate day. <laughs> I like I like your, um, I, I'm, I'm trying to sum um, the submission. So I like mm. that you've encouraged the, a preventive approach to this more than a curative, because there, there are many other things Absolutely. that we can use resources um, or, or alternate ways of using resources and time that we use and talking about this and helping solve this by rather creating awareness so that um, we have it sorted before it even happens. And it's good how you mentioned it, that um, it's true that we, we base it or hinge it around human rights and more. Thank you so much. So would you, would you have um, a particular call to action for young people as we round up? A particular call to action. So what should young people do wherever they are? Absolutely. And this is, this is such a crucial point. So one of the first things I'll plug is that I have just this month started working with the Sustainable Digital Infrastructure Alliance, which has just, um, just a late last year rolled out what's called their road, uh, it, well, their, our roadmap uh, toward um, sustainability uh, to 2020, uh, sorry, to 2030. In other words, this roadmap is providing a holistic yet granular um, mm. kind of process for how we can get digital infrastructure to, um, to become sustainable. And it addresses everything from heat waste and water resource use to energy to e-waste. I mean, it, it's, it's really everything. So if you're interested in digital infrastructure, I honestly think that that checking out this road, this our roadmap, is one of the first things you can do. Exactly. Now, for everyone else who is just a consumer, who is just you know has a smartphone, uses the internet, there are so many things that you can do um, locally and regionally as well as internationally. I mean, one of the best things you can do is vote with your wallet. And what that means is that if there's a company that has more sustainable practices than others maybe you can buy from them and, and kind of show your support to them as opposed to it, to the other. Really call on them. Like we demand that you be sustainable. We demand that you incorporate human rights uh, and human dignity into your supply chains. We mm. want that. So you can use your voice for that. Wow. There are products out there that, uh, for instance, Ecosia is a, is a search engine that actually, as you use it, they take some of those proceeds to plant trees. So it's, it's kind of a, an alternative to Google. That's something you could do. You could look for those kinds of, of companies, those kinds of resources out there 
that are, are sorry, those kinds of, yeah, um, not just resources, but those initiatives out there, they're challenging some of the status quo, whether it's Fairphone with um, kind of changing up the smartphone industry, or like I said, Ecosia um, with search engines. But ultimately, one of the best things you can do is unite together, band together, join student groups, join uh, other young professionals who are, um, you know, who are involved in activist groups, who are involved with um, other kinds of political groups. Ultimately, voting is one of the, like I said, vote with your wallet. You, can, you should also vote with your citizen rights, assuming that you have those. Mm. Support candidates that support sustainability. Raise awareness among your friends and family to how they can change or kind of some of the things that are happening in the world. Uh, even locally speaking, I mean, we know about the e-waste dumping that happened in Ghana. That's mm. a really good way for young people to get involved and say, no, this is not right. This is not just. This is not good for our country. This is not good for our people, our citizens, our fellow Ghanaians. You know, this is yeah. not something that that uh, we should we should help uh, advocate for uh, different kinds of support systems so that people don't have to rely on uh, turn to that kind of line of work. It's dangerous, it's toxic, etc. Um, but ultimately, there are so many really good groups out there that, um, that are bringing young people together. Yeah. And I think that just by recognizing that you have power, you have voice. I love Fridays for Future. I love mm. Greta Thunberg because she demonstrates very soon in her and many, many others how you can use your voices uh, for, to make a change. And Lily, I know that you've been involved with uh, the, the youth IGF movement. And yeah. that is, for instance, a really good way if anybody's interested in these to get more involved. And that's something that you can speak to. You don't even need to rely on me. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you so, <laughs> thank you for making this. Thank you for, for showing us the power we wield, you know? that as, as young people, we can start where we are in, in, in our peer-to-peer -peer conversations and our deliberations, make the advocacy go as far as we can and also create awareness. So we, we have really collective efforts to um, help save the planet, the environment and our climate. Thank you so much, Michael. Thank you for always speaking from the heart and making it as comprehensive as possible. So I would catch you on another episode and thank you for joining in. Thank you so much, Lily. Thanks to you, our listener, for listening to today's episode. In the spirit of community and finding answers together, I'll catch you on the next episode of Pointers and 10. Remember to share, subscribe, and leave us a review at anchor.fm forward slash pointers hyphen in hyphen 10. The same is linked in our show notes above.